episode nine of Them Aspergers then. Um, I know that when I post these on, well, everywhere that they go, I don't name them until after we're done because I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, decisions on the topic. Have you got one? Like, because after I spoke to you earlier today, you said that you were going to let me decide on the topic. And uh, as you know, as any self-respecting Asperger, <laughs> uh, there is routine to this, damn it. And we will stick to the routine. Don't be trying to change the routine by asking me what topics we need to be talking about. Yeah, it was just, that was just a cop-out, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, you can't start throwing it. That's it now, forever. This is how this is locked in. This is how this works. So you will always have to make the decision on what topic we're talking about now it'll never be me i mean admittedly there was that one episode that was me there was that one episode that was you but that was a one-off okay uh so what is it today uh we're gonna talk about employment yeah um yeah employment that makes sense we did talk about school uh and this is a smooth transition it's not a smooth transition <laughs> but it's a transition nonetheless <laughs> is that the right word nonetheless yeah nonetheless all right you just say it odd how do I say it, Rod? Non. Oh, okay. Non. Right. So, yeah, uh, employment. I mean, employment's... Actually, do you know what? Employment, for me, is probably more complicated than employment for you. Cause oh, definitely. Like, this is definitely you've had like Because you. you've had, like, two jobs in your entire life. Four, but, you know. Have you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, there was the waiting job we do now, Elf. What was the other one? Uh, barista. He was a barista? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't know that that's all you did did I yeah yeah uh, yeah so um I I mean because I, I suppose it's like worse I mean obviously you know not to go on about it but I'm older yeah if anyone didn't know yeah like <laughs> I mean I got my first job when I was 15 uh 33 now so I've had a fair few years and in that time I've had a lot of jobs yeah um but employment is one of those things that comes up in people i mean a lot of people with Asperger's don't have jobs yeah um and you it's it's kind of one of those things that you're always told to do you know what i mean like not that you can't get one but i've been on like courses so after i got diagnosed i got sent on an employment course because i always don't like the jobs that i do uh like my jobs have always ended up being in retail yeah. Um, I don't want to be in retail. Uh, and like you can look it up and the first things that tell you about employment and Asperger's is retail is one of those jobs that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Uh, just because you've got to talk to strangers all the time. You've got a, um, do, I mean, it's just talking to strangers all the time. Think about it. Like going out on the shop floor when it's busy, um, you know, that kind of thing. So retail is one of those positions that you're not supposed to go into. And And like I said, after I got diagnosed... I went on a course, uh, an employment course, and everybody on that course was obviously Asperger's autistic. Yeah. None of them had a job except me, and those that had had a job had only had, like, volunteer work. Yeah. At, like, libraries or bookshops, clothes shops, charity stuff. Uh, none of them had actually been employed. And it was always one of those things that people always say to you, like, well done on getting a job. Like, it's a big deal you've got a job. Like, you should be impressed that you've got employed. Um and like just being able to keep hold the job down as well should be like something that you should be proud of. But yeah. like, I don't know if it's because I mean I've mentioned before that I don't have like a feeling of pride towards stuff or like yeah. achievement. So maybe it's that. But I kind of I kind of don't want to um, because I kind of know that I don't want to be in retail. But 
it's it's a it's something that's just become that way now because like I've always had retail jobs, so uh, I kind of it's it's the only work I know. Like yeah. I've had, I mean, the job I'm in now I've been doing for three and a bit years. Job before that I did for five years, and then I've had a couple of jobs that were also retail for like a year at a time. Yeah. So I'm just used to it and it is mega stressful and I have to have risk assessments done and there's loads of parts of the job that I just can't do um, and I know I can't do them. Um, before diagnosis is fine. Well, it wasn't fine because before diagnosis, there's loads of stuff I know I couldn't do in retail but was being made to. And then after you get diagnosed, there's loads of stuff that you uh, no, you can't do, but because you've got a diagnosis, you can be like, I can't do this. And then there's no like, you have to, it's your job. They just go, okay, we understand, that's fine. Yeah. So there's always that benefit <clears throat> of being diagnosed, but I've always found that getting hired after being diagnosed is uh, is difficult. Um, like I always put it, I don't put it on my CV. Uh, like I don't put Asperger's on my CV when I apply for jobs. Uh, but I do kind of like, you know, like in the hobbies and interests bit. Yeah, I used to put like write a blog for Aspergers or like something like that just to just a hint. Yeah, and like when you do the bit, you fill the form out and they say, "Have you got any disabilities or anything like that?" I always tell them there and then. It's always a risky one because the awareness of Aspergers isn't great, and a lot of people don't know what it is. Yeah. So like they just go, "Oh, what's that?" And then you have to sort of be like, "It's a form of autism," and they're like, "Oh, um, does that mean we have to do anything, change anything?" So it makes jobs difficult. Um, yeah. But that's just from ignorance. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's just, I suppose, I mean, because when I went to this job course, um, I noticed that like a lot of the jobs that are suggested to people with Asperger's is background stuff. So working in a warehouse, like working in a factory, uh, any job that has like a back of house bit where you're not not going to be out in the open and you're just going to be doing like task work by yourself. And that kind of thing. Because I do think that even though a lot of jobs need like teamwork and things like that, I always feel like people with Asperger's are more solitary. I'm definitely more solitary when I'm at work. Yeah. Like as much as, you know, it's important in retail to work as a team. I don't think I could think of an actual time when I've worked as a team. Um, I feel like I definitely do everything on my own. I'll just do it near other people. So it appears like I'm working in a team. Yeah. But anyway, um, I kind of went on a weird, like, because um, you've mentioned it now, like, well, I think all this stuff's just coming out of my head. Like, no, that's good, though. All at once. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's hard because um, if you're not diagnosed, you just have to get a job. Obviously, if you're diagnosed young, there are, like, benefits you can claim, uh, things you can get, depending on where you are, situation, that kind of thing. I think it's different, like, in every country. It's different in counties and that kind of thing. But if you're diagnosed young you pretty much kind of like don't have to get a job but if you want to do you know what I mean like it's either something that's yeah definitely hidden like I said like warehouse factory work or you're one of those people on the spectrum that has like the unique talent or the superpower that we've talked about before yeah and then that just becomes your job like you're an artist or you're whatever and it doesn't seem to be like there's like I don't know if you ever tried googling or looking at internet jobs suitable for people with Asperger's like it, it never brings anything up really it's always really vague uh, and everyone I've ever spoke to about it kind of doesn't tell you like exact exact jobs um, 
And yeah, like I had to get jobs before because obviously you can't claim benefits when you're not got a diagnosis of anything. Yeah. So you have to just get work. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned in the last episode, I did not do well in school. So it's not like I could have like just become something like a doctor or do you mean like a solicitor yeah. or one of those jobs that you don't really need to be like a people person because you have a unique skill that that's the reason you're being hired. Um, and I got it in my head that everybody has this like unique talent that will become their job. Yeah. So like everybody like has this thing that's their thing. You know what I mean? Like have you, I was going to say, have you ever watched a TV series called Futurama, but you probably no. haven't. There's a bit in that where they basically do like a DNA test on someone and it tells you what job they got. I kind of always thought that's how like life worked. How it works, yeah. So somebody would um, just go, oh, this is your job. And you never filled out those like online quizzes to find out what job you're best suited for. I've never done that, no. Oh, like, I, yeah, this is a big thing for me, I guess. Like, I feel like I'm doing <clears throat> a lot of the talking already, but um, it's because like getting the job that was right for me has been like one of my weird like life crusades forever since, yeah. like, since I was like 16 and somebody said so what do you want to do like because all the way through school I had no idea everybody had this like I want to be an astronaut cowboy you know what I mean like when you're a kid yeah. and I had nothing uh, I just went I don't know and then when I finished school I was like I don't know uh, I don't know what I want to do um, and I still don't I still haven't found the job that's right for me um I always think it might be and then someone explains to me what the job is and I'm like, oh, no, no, I can't do that. Um, And yeah, like, I think it's... And then when you get diagnosed, I thought that would be easier because I could apply to jobs and just put Asperger's and then that would help. But I just didn't... I just, I mean, like, people don't hire you sometimes. Like, I know that they couldn't say that and they wouldn't do that, but I felt like I was having the same problem, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so to start, like, I don't think it's, I don't know, like, I don't want to mention every, like, I've only had four, but there's no point mentioning two of them, really, because, like, I don't want to go through every single job, I feel like that's not, but, like, what would you say was your first, like, experience of work, and how did you find it? Um... Well, I didn't want to get a job. So, um, like, even now, like, when I'm at work, I want to be at home. Yeah. I don't want to be at work. Like, you have, like, these routines. You have, like, the sanctuary of your house, home, flat, whatever. Um, And you don't want to be at work. Work is one of those things that I know I've got to do because you need money. Um, So, like, the first job I had, I think I was 15. uh, It was in a fast food restaurant. Um, I just clean dishes, basically. Uh, and that's what I remember of it. But I remember hating it. I remember yeah. only being four hours a week, but I remember hating it. Uh, it was too hot. Uh, it was too loud. Too, it smelled of just fried food constantly. Um, there's like this weird element of socializing. Uh, so you have to talk to people, like the other people that worked there, customers, that kind of thing. I remember the whole thing being hideous. Uh, and only you like having to do but like your parents don't know like I wasn't diagnosed so it was just one of those things where I mean I wasn't making a lot of money I think I was making like 10 pounds yeah every Saturday um but that was just you know just to like, get like a work ethic Cause, you know they always give teenagers like jobs just to get like a, um, a feeling of what like the world of work like work experience at school yeah. and that kind of thing which obviously I did work experience at school uh also hideous 
Like, I ended up working in a factory that made robotic arms. You know those ones that build cars? Oh, yeah. They built them. Uh, that was horrible because that was all, like, blokey blokes in overalls. <laughs> uh, and I do not socialize. I socialize better with girls than boys. I don't socialize with guys very well. And guys that are proper blokey, like, alpha male types, I can't talk to them at all. Uh, so that was, like... I don't know how long work experience is. Two weeks, but it felt like it was six months. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't particularly like having a job. I don't particularly like working, but it's not that I don't like working. Like if I go to a job and can work on my own and just get a job done by myself, I'm fine. Yeah. It's the weird like social interactions of having a job that isn't good with me. Uh, and yeah, that was like the first job when I was 15, I think. And I... Got a job, a full-time job, after I finished school when I was 16. Um, that wasn't so bad. That was working for my dad. But still, like, that was hanging out in lorries with blokey men. So I was quite quiet the whole time through that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, that's just how it is. Um, getting a job's just, I don't know. I don't know if any, I mean, obviously people do. People must like working. Uh, or having a job. I don't know. Or... I think people like money. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but I found that like it's hard to get hired, um, or in my case, keep a job. Like I feel like, I mean, how difficult was you? Because obviously, like I've told, I've explained before, I'm not good at like interviews. Um, and like interviews is one of those things. Like, because you have to give come across, you have to like give your like give an impression to someone yeah. about yourself. So I don't interview well, um, mainly because I've explained before that I I don't like interviews. Interviews are a weird scenario because you kind of have to sell yourself, which involves like exaggerating things about yourself, making things up about yourself, not making things up, but you know what I mean? Like you have to try and make yourself sound amazing. Like they yeah. can't, they can't you know, like cope without you. Yeah. I can't do that. So like all the jobs I've ever had that I kept are jobs that I got because I knew someone that worked there or was related to someone that worked there or like that. Yeah. That's how I've always been hired. Every job I've ever got, including the one I've got now, is because I knew someone that was already there and they kind of already had, you know, known me for a while, got to know me and like vouch, like, yeah, he's a yeah. good lad, like this, that and the other. Um, and the jobs I've gone to where the people don't know me uh, I've just horribly failed the interview. Yeah. Um, it's always the same thing. And I've been on loads of interviews. Uh, and yeah, they just don't, I don't come across well in an interview. And I thought like getting a diagnosis would help with that. Because then I could give them the diagnosis. They'd read it in my CV or application form, whatever. And then when they interviewed me, they'd have that in the back of their head that they would, you know, be like, oh yeah, but he's doing this because of this. Yeah. But then you realise that they don't know what it is, so they don't know what they're supposed to do, so you still come across bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, interviews, it's kind of what you said, but the more difficult thing for me is, like, I wouldn't say that I'm shy, but I come across as really shy if you first meet me. Like, when I don't know someone, I don't... I'm kind of like a mute I find it really difficult to talk to people that I don't know. And when I do talk to them, it's really forced. So if I like, like in a social situation, unless I know everyone there, like I tend to 
it's hard to describe like if I am put in a room with a group of friends that I know and one person that I don't know if the group of friends I knew all left the room to I don't know like go and get a drink or something and I was just left with one person I don't know I won't talk to them because I would rather just not talk to people that I don't know yeah so if I sit down in an interview with someone that I don't know I just tend to be really like you have to ask me questions to get me to respond. I won't just talk on of my own accord, and I'm like that just in general. Like yeah, I mean I've noticed that about you. Yeah, I don't really talk like it's got like when I was younger, my mum did the whole like children should speak when they're spoken to, and yeah, like I'm a rule sticker, so I kind of just live by that now. Like I just I speak when I'm spoken to, but I don't. I don't make like I guess an active effort and I think that's where I come across bad in interviews because I I can be quite quiet and I can not give like the like a good impression I suppose yeah I don't it's a weird until you like say it out loud but I didn't realize like how much social interaction is important to getting a job yeah like um I have been to other like stores um with the current job I've got now to um, do a risk assessment with somebody else that had Asperger's that was working within the company. And one of the things I noticed about him is the other staff said that he doesn't talk to us that much and they were quite clicky and like quite, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were quite a big group and they all chatted to each other and gossiped and went to like the pub after. Uh, And he just didn't, like he didn't talk to them. He wouldn't go anywhere after work. Like he'd just go home. Yeah. Do his job, go home. It's the same thing me and you both do. Like we go to work for the time we're supposed to be at work. Once work's done, home. Like, yeah. Do you want to, if anyone was like, do you want to go to the pub after? Do you want to go for food after? I'm just like, oh, I've got to go. Um, and yeah, same thing there. And like the whole thing is really with jobs is like the whole thing is a social, is one big social interaction. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why, I mean, I, some of the reasons that I've heard that people with Asperger's don't have jobs it's got to be that, like they don't interview well um, or they can't do the job once they're there. Um, and in all fairness, like there have been other people that have, I mean, everyone else I've ever known that worked in retail that was on the spectrum didn't stay there long. Like yeah. they were only there shortly and then they were gone again. Um, the reason, I think the reason I can do it and you can do it is just because uh, we're both we're both management. So you have more control over your routine, schedule, who you talk to, who you don't talk to, like I stay off tills, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, And because of that, that's how it is. But like getting to that stage is difficult. Interviews are hideous. Like I said, um, the way I've been employed in the past is because I either didn't have an interview at all or the person interviewing me knew me before the interview. Uh, And that's how I've got employed, you know. Um, But then once you're there, like... I can't think of a job that's not like a normal job, like working in a supermarket or working in a factory, warehouse, whatever, where teamwork isn't like a thing that always comes up. You know, when you read the yeah. the adverts in like on websites or in newspapers, you know, are you a team player? Like are you into team building? Like it yeah. comes up all the time. And I think people with Asperger's just aren't yeah. that way. We're just not that way inclined. Like it's, we're just all about working on our own like the best things i'm like with age i've ever had the best like bits of like the best times i've had at work or the 
jobs I've done really well or the jobs that they were like they've sent me off on my own to go do you know yeah um I guess we'll talk about the jobs that we do well the job that we both do now um so we're both supervisors in a shop yeah um like things I would say about you at work is I would say that you don't really come across as I. I'm just gonna give you my perspective of you. I mean, I mean, I know because like, yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm. I probably know. Yeah, go on, say it. Just say it. I'm gonna say I probably don't gonna say, it, but just say it anyway. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> okay, so you don't really come across as unsociable, but I. It, you are like it's a weird one at work you've obviously got your standard persona that you put on always like the way you present yourself the way you are with people you have like a a persona yeah but i mean that's because i mean i've said before like the reason that i have to have a persona is because that's how i got employed and that's yeah. how i keep a job is you have to go out there um learn nt behavior and then just copy it yeah. Uh, if you do that, then you appear normal. You can't do it all the time. Uh, there are, you know, your true nature will come out constantly, but it only comes out in little bursts. So people just think that was weird. And then you go, they just think he's gone back to normal, which is why I always hear like, there's nothing, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't have realized. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Um, so you have that, like the persona you kind of put on is you're quite funny but in a blunt way. So you tell jokes quite a lot, but they're always quite harsh, like being mean to people, but people take it as a joke. Although like sometimes I feel like they're, it's laced with a seriousness. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's because, I mean, like once again, um, everyone likes the funny guy. Yeah. So people always like the guy that can make them laugh. Like it was the same in school. It's the same at work. If you can do that, um, you can like people just like you um but i just do it for the sake of other people if i'm honest like i i don't see myself as funny naturally um it's just learning what people at work find funny and then just making jokes about it and yeah i guess the the way i've got it is i've got it down to making jokes about people but using things like real observations about them as a joke i suppose yeah yeah um you're quite set in your ways with how you do things so you have like a routine to the way you do everything and you stick to it so you stick to doing things a certain way yeah yeah i mean with with like retail in general like because you're out in public all the time because there's loads of people like gathered around you in the shop like you the strangers talking to you all the time like there's and like weird things like you can't have a set way of doing stuff i've always noticed that like when you give yourself a task and that's the task you're supposed to be doing that day and then something happens like you know there's like a word from a higher up that says you've got to start doing this now i used to get really bogged down with the fact that i'd got it in my head that this is the job i'm doing today and i have to finish that job and then when someone comes up to you and says you've got to change that job um you do freak out because your routine's gone, you know, your plan for the day has gone. Uh, it's just disappeared. I'm sure it's the same for you. Like, yeah. you have the same thing. Um, and sometimes I get so, like, engrossed in a task that I'm not 
paying attention uh, to anything else that's going on. I realized this today, because uh, I was at work earlier today, that I was doing this thing where I was wrapping up these big packages um, with like bubble wrap. And I was so into getting them done before a certain time, I didn't even notice there was people like talking to me, asking questions, like that kind of thing. Just I was gone. <laughs> like I was gone in the task. I was just like focused on doing it. Um, so yeah, I am quite set in a ways, especially if, like when you've been doing a job or working at somewhere for a long period of time. Yeah, you have your set way of doing everything. Like I have a set way of, do you know what I mean? Like which door I'm going to come into the shop to, like which, like how, what order I'm going to like sort my stuff out in the back to what order I'm going to do everything, and I do everything in the same order every time. Um, but like people with Asperger's, that's that's standard like yeah. we all have to do things the same way every day because if you differ from that it just causes you all kinds of stress and anxiety that you don't need yeah um and it's the only way you can hold down a job really is is like i said is to appear normal um the best you can so to learn the behaviors of the people that you're working with and what's considered normal behavior copy it like just even if you don't understand it which i don't uh, just to mimic it as best as you can and then like structure everything like everything's got to have a structure and a routine and a way of doing it and just stay to that and like you know it works yeah to some extent like I guess I've managed to keep this job uh, with very little friction um, with the way I do things yeah Um, and that's the way I can like recommend like holding a job down but you can't it just it means you can't move on, you know. Yeah. Like I know we've said a couple of times that like we've both considered changing jobs. Yeah. Because obviously there is high levels of stress to this job. Uh, like just the things you have to put up with the, you know, like the sensory stuff, the social stuff. Um, we've both talked about changing it, but like once you've been somewhere for so long, you're so used to the routine and the security of that job yeah. that you're stuck there. And like I've said, like getting a job once you're diagnosed or autistic, do you know what I mean? Like getting one job is like, you know, for a lot of people is seen as like a big achievement and a big deal. So like there's a good possibility that you just try looking for another job and just never find it. Yeah. So you just have to have these these structured um structured ways of doing everything. Um obviously like being management we have to deal with customers that are being difficult. I think um I don't think you struggle with that. I think you're fine with that, but I think you don't have the same so other members of management if they're dealing with it will have like more of a oh, how, like, can I help you sort of thing? Whereas you will help, but you don't have the same, like, apologies. Like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's the it's the social social norms of conversation. Yeah. Um, that's it, like, I know what you mean. Like, so when someone's got to return something or wants a refund, regular NT people will end their conversations with, you know, sorry about that or... I apologize or sorry for the inconvenience. Whereas I am more matter of fact. Yeah. I'm more like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. You know, then follow the policy of the store, give them what they want. But I keep my conversation to the same, the same level as if I was selling them something. Yeah. Um, but that's because I have routines with my speech with strangers. Like I couldn't talk to a stranger outside the store 
but I can talk to strangers inside the store. Yeah. So like outside, if someone comes up to me and asks me the time, I wouldn't give them the time because I won't talk to people I don't know. But inside the store, it's different. You kind of see it as like your area, domain. Um, but the things I say to customers is routine stuff. Yeah. So it's the same conversation I'm having with the same person. I don't look at them. So um, I can't make eye contact with customers. I never do. Uh, recently, though, I've weirdly become aware of the fact that I'm not looking at people. I don't know if it's because of these podcasts and because we're talking about this kind of thing that I've noticed that I how little eye contact I make with people. I've noticed how little eye contact I make with people. For, like, I think maybe not so much through the podcast, but just through like the whole possibly being autistic thing in general. Well, you are. Well, yeah, like I... <laughs> don't like i've noticed it with customers when i'm trying to deal with them and they're kind of moving their head to try and get in my vision but i'm just staring at the counter while i talk to them i notice that i do that yeah i mean i tend to stare at the till so obviously the till's got a display so if you look at that just pretend like there's something interesting on there that's relevant to what you're doing and that seems to pass Uh, okay as a way of doing it so i pretend like i'm looking up like some account details or i'm looking up like a product or I just do that. Every now and then pull a face that looks like you're looking at something interesting and it looks like that you're just helping them out by doing something on the till. Yeah. Uh, because I've had it in the past when people do that thing where you're not looking at them so they start moving their head to try and get in your face. That is annoying when that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not good with I'm not good with complaints or people that get aggressive because um, there's no social... I don't understand the social boundaries of what I can and can't say to people. Yeah. I've never understood the whole customer uh, sales assistant dynamic. Yeah. I've never understood it. Um, I have said things, have done things like in previous jobs where I'm surprised I wasn't fired for it. Uh, like, but nothing, there's nothing in my head that tells me I've done a wrong thing or I've done something bad. It's always like a manager or a boss would take me to the side and go, why are you talking to people like that? Do you think that's acceptable? Yeah. Um, apparently, I don't recall it exactly, but I had a meeting because apparently a customer came to the counter to, this was like an old job I had, to get served and I was doing something else and they were doing this annoying like tapping on the counter to try and get my attention. And apparently my reply was, what? What do you want? Um, and yeah. I don't. I don't remember doing it, but there was a meeting because they put a complaint in and do you know what I mean? Like I had to have yeah a thing about it. And that's because I don't understand, like, I guess there's like this weird unwritten rule of like, you're employed, you represent the company or whoever you're working for. Yeah. They're the client, customer, whatever. And you're expected to behave a certain way. And NT people just fall into that role, no problem. But I feel like, people on the spectrum do not fall into that role yeah. that well. Like, we don't understand the thing. And I, do you know what I mean? Like, I I'm, I can't get into the mindset of do this, do that, you know, be a certain way. I always have to say what I'm thinking. You know, if someone starts shouting at me, um, I get confused because I tend to mimic other people's behavior when I'm talking to them. Yeah. So when I'm talking to someone, if they're in a happy mood, I fake happy mood yeah if they're angry i fake angry and that's how i've always socialized outside of work but you can't use that same dynamic in work yeah so when a customer gets angry you can't get angry as well yeah you can't mimic however like that's so like 
it's so like ingrained in me now because yeah. that's how I made it through school, everything else. Uh, that you, I mean, you've probably witnessed it where someone's getting aggressive with me and I start to get aggressive. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's, I don't know, I don't feel aggressive or angry. It's just, there's that like weird routine with me now to, yeah. to, to do that. Um, but yeah, there, there are aspects of my job that, or things I do at work that like you can tell they're my traits. Um, I don't think anybody else at work notices what my traits are. No. I think you do yeah. because you know me um, and you know what they are. Uh, but I think everybody at work, because I've never actually, you know, like bit by bit gone through them all. Yeah. They don't know what my traits are. So they don't know the things that I do at work that are autistic and the things that I do at work that are just me. Yeah. But, I, you know, like I said, the persona I put on of like you said that I'm a bit, I don't know what my, what would say my work personality is, but it's someone that's quite dry yeah very dry like the thing you said about not socializing with people you don't talk to people you don't start conversations with people but you are quite good at having conversations with people if it's about a topic that you know things about like you'll you will happily like stand there and chat to people and i think you have like good days and bad days yeah um so there's definitely days where i noticed like you'll talk to people a lot more and then there's days where you'll be a little bit more I don't know what in your shell I I don't know but yeah you I would say you are better at socializing at work um just in general like the way you talk to people is good you do have conversations well I mean like I said it's like the follow-on to um because this is like the follow-on episode to school it's the same thing um I, I learned at an early age, like with jobs, that if you're not part of the team and if you it, like it turns out with like shop work, supermarket work, restaurant work, it's not really about like you could be amazing at the job and like a really good employee. But if you can't fit into the dynamic of the team, yeah, like you tend to just either quit because you're miserable or do you mean you don't pass your probation because you you don't seem right for the place? Yeah. Um. And I noticed that I was losing work or not getting work for those reasons. You know, like people like we wouldn't fit in, and like at school, like I said, I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want people to notice me. So I learned quite early on that you have to appear to be part of the team, social, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I still have this weird thing um, at work now where when I turn up to work, if you don't talk to me, I don't talk. And, like, it's a weird thing where if no one ever talked to me, I get through the door, go to work. If someone doesn't start a conversation with me, I don't start talking. And I can go, like, an hour, an hour and a half of not opening my mouth and making a noise out of it until someone goes, you all right? Yeah. And it kind of like triggers my then work routine and that kind of thing. And then I'm good at doing the the chat and like, are you okay? How's this? How's that? But it's not because I'm interested or really because I'm listening. It's just because that's my, this is how you don't stand out a work routine to know those things about people. Yeah. So the days where you've said that I'm not very chatty, it's because people aren't really starting conversations with me. Yeah. And the days where I am chatty, it's because loads of people that day have come up to me and gone... Oh, you're right, Nikki, and then just started a chat. Yeah. Yeah, I do the same in terms of I don't, like, I don't say hi to people. People have to say hi to me, even you. Like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're you're different. Um, 
when I mean, because obviously when you were first started working, I was already management. You were a Christmas temp. Yeah. Uh, you were very quiet. Yeah. Very quiet. Uh, I didn't know what your name was for about <laughs> probably two weeks of you working there. <laughs> I think I had to look on the rotor just to know what to address you as. Uh, a couple of guys had commented on the fact that you had just hair in front of your face. And yeah. And a lot of people didn't know what you looked like. Yeah. Um, and you openly admitted that in your interview, the things or interests you should be relevant to you or you should have like a knowledge of for the job. You just straight out said, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I didn't. Um, so like, I mean, I didn't do your interview, so I have no idea how you were hired, but you were. Yeah. It took you a while to fit in. Uh, even now, when you come to work, there are times when you can tell that you've got, like, your anxieties up or, like, your stress is up. Like, I can tell. I don't think other people can tell, but, yeah, like, I, don't I can, tell. can tell. Um, like, once you know, like, if you know someone with Asperger's well enough, you know how to spot the things that they do, like, the, the stims or the... The whatever. Um, yeah. But nobody notices them. Like, they're not blatant. Um, but, yeah, you can tell. And I think you're, you're, like, you became management more so because when you're management, it, it is more solitary than... Yeah, it is. You don't than, have to fit in with the sales assistant sort of camaraderie. Like, you can just be the silent one in the corner. Yeah, because you're supposed to you're supposed to keep that level of professionalism where you're not everybody's buddy. Yeah. Uh, and you're not, you know I mean, you're still, like, their boss. So I feel like that in itself is a good position for someone with Asperger's autism is to be a boss of some kind because then you have to be less social yeah, and your role becomes more about the job than it does about fitting in with the team. Like now it doesn't matter if like the the staff that are directly below me hate me yeah. or don't want to talk to me. Like that's irrelevant because my position now is more about making everything run smoothly that day. And once I've locked in my routines and structures to help that happen, like it seems like I'm doing well at work, yeah. you know, but when you're like new to a place, like you fitting in or not fitting in is crucial to you keeping the job there. Yeah. I think a thing like that I, well, I don't really struggle with, well, I suppose like new people is difficult for me. So like I do interviews yeah. um, and like when I'm interviewing someone, I put on this weird persona of trying to make them feel like okay about the fact that they're being interviewed so I go like really happy and really nice because I know I can do it for the 10 minutes that the interview is going to last but then they'll come into work start their first day and think that maybe we're buddies because I interviewed them yeah but then I don't talk to them because I don't and like I guess it's weird because with new people um being essentially like member of management so kind of like their boss like you're meant to I guess, introduce them to other people, make them feel comfortable. And I don't because I know that I've got to spend all day with them and I can't keep that up for more than 10 minutes. So I, I'm just cold. Like I don't I don't introduce them to anyone. I don't say hi. I don't chat with them. I don't want to make small talk. I hate making small talk in general. I have no interest in finding out what they're doing. No, oh, I don't get like, small talk. Yeah, so like, and I don't do that with anyone. So even the people that work there, like if... I don't 
talk to people at work and I don't have conversations unless someone's having a conversation about something that I really care about. But that doesn't happen very often, so I don't talk. No, no, you're like interested in, I suppose, obsessive things aren't really they're not really things that you have in common with other people it's not like you have an interest or an obsession that's like a main one that other people have so i feel like you're always gonna have that problem because the ones that you like are not ones that other people have sometimes not even heard of yeah so like a lot of times i find like i listen to people at work have conversations quite a lot like i spend a lot of my day just listening to other people's conversations but i very rarely get involved in them so, like, I would say I'm still quite... Like, when I first started, I know I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't. And, like... No. But now, when I'm at work, I do talk to people, but only to tell them, like, what jobs they should be doing or to, like, yeah. run the store. I don't really do, like, friendly chats with people. No, I mean, but that's... I I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's true for, for most things. I can't do small talk. Small talk's a weird one. Uh, it is one of those things that people just do. Um, I always feel like people do it because they're trying to fill silence. Yeah. And that no one's really listening. Um, but I don't mind silence. I can sit with someone I don't know and not talk. Yeah, I can sit not, with anyone and not talk and be And like, not have like, like a content. weird thing. But I, I know that for a lot of NT people, there's like um, an uncomfortable... It's the uncomfortable silence, isn't it, of... You know, like when you're left in a room with someone, you know the person that's left the room and they've left you in the room with someone that they know too, but you don't know this person. Yeah. And they expect you to just Well, this is like exactly mingle. what I was saying before, where I can't, I, won't, I just won't bother talking to them. Yeah, same. Um, but like I said, these are all things. Like I've, it's Just talking about this has made me realise that employment in general, um, you have to have social skills i'm trying to think of jobs where you don't um like you said like i guess warehouse jobs i'm sure like they then like there's quite a big like from people i know that have worked in warehouses they have like quite they're quite social people yeah but i feel like it's not as necessary like i'm pretty sure you could be the guy that works in the warehouse that doesn't hang out with the other guys yeah i mean yeah i this is the thing that for some people that's okay yeah um, and once they've got past the barrier of trying to get employed by someone that either doesn't know what Asperger's is or does know what it is but doesn't want to make the adjustments. Yeah. I mean, you can never prove that they don't want to make the adjustments, but um, I swear I've had interviews that have gone so well and then when they've gone, have you got any disabilities or anything like that, I've gone, oh, yeah, I've got Asperger's. And then I felt like a weird change in the way the yeah. person I'm talking to is talking to me. Uh, and then, you know, I think it's gone really well. And then I've heard, oh, wait, no, you didn't get the job. Um, and looking back at the jobs that I've been fired from um, or let go from, all of the things I've been fired for or let go for are traits of mine uh, that at the time I weren't, I wasn't aware that they were traits of mine. Yeah. Um, but once you get diagnosed and you want you to learn these things, you look back at events in your life after diagnosis and just think ah that's why that happened yeah you know and at the time it didn't make sense and you were confused and you didn't get what was going on and then after you get the diagnosis and after you learn where you i mean it'll have to be the same for you i think so once you're diagnosed i think and if you haven't done it already you'll look back at like previous events in your life and understand them now more so than you ever did uh and i can think of like at least four jobs that I either 
was just told I didn't work there anymore or was fired and the things I was fired for or let go for are all traits of mine. Yeah. Um, what were those traits? Uh, I got fired from a job that was data entry. So um, as odd as it sounds, like one of the things I was told on the course that data entry and that admin kind of things where you don't talk to anyone sat on a computer is perfect for people with Asperger's. However, I've had a data entry job, which was literally just typing numbers from one screen to the so reading on one screen, taking out information and just putting it into a spreadsheet on another screen. Yeah. Um, I was terrible at that. Like it was really basic as well. And like the people that worked there just didn't understand why I couldn't do it. Um, they just didn't get it. And I didn't get it. And yeah. they kind of told me at the end of one week that apparently the mistakes I were making was so there were so many of them that it took another person <laughs> just as much time as it took me to do it to correct it. <laughs> uh, so they told me that I had like one more week left and if I didn't improve, then that was it. And that week I proper concentrated, like I focused, I typed in as much as I could and remembered, you know, and just tried to pay as mu- more attention than I've ever paid to anything. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of that week, my boss told me that in that week I made more mistakes <laughs> than the other weeks previous And he went, and we just, I can't have you because this is a really, they were like, this is a really basic job. This is data entry. Like, he was pretty much telling me a monkey could do it. Yeah. And he just thought that I just didn't care. Uh, And that's why I didn't work there. You know what I mean? Like, and I was gone. I lasted, like, two months. Um, I have had lost jobs from overstepping my boundaries with bosses and saying things to them that there's this weird, like, they're my boss, I'm their employee, so... I just have to suck it up and have them have a go at me and not say anything. And I've just said stuff. And I, I've not seen it as a problem. Uh, it wasn't until after that I realised that the reason that I went wrong there is because I didn't understand the social etiquette yeah. of that situation. And I've just, in my head, gone, he's a person, I'm a person. Why does he think he can talk to me like this? Yeah. Uh, I, or may, and do you know what I mean? Like, you can't weigh it up. So you just sort of think, He's talking to me like this, so maybe that's what this conversation, like this is the tone of this conversation, so I need to talk this way as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I start saying similar things back to them. Uh, and that's that. I mean, that that happens all the time, though. Like, I've always, I mean, I've, it comes up a lot, like in a lot of these episodes where I talk about how I don't like authority and I'm not good at talking to yeah, bosses. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's always been an issue. Uh, definitely, that's I've lost jobs for that way. And yeah, it's just underperforming uh, is my main reasons for losing jobs. Like it's the same reason, like I said in school, I got just average grades. Um, and it's the same with work. Like I've lost jobs just because they've given me really basic tasks, um, and I just haven't been able to do it in a way that's, you know, how yeah. they want. And, you know, I've said before, it's it's learning styles. So, like, everybody with Asperger's learns differently. Um, so, and some employers just believe that, like, there's one way to teach everyone. And if they've shown all the NT people how to do something and they've picked it up straight away, they don't understand why they've done the same training with me and I'm not picking it up. So, you know, same thing there. After diagnosis, I realized it's because I have a different learning style and they just didn't bother to learn what that was. And I didn't know what it was either. <laughs> Um, so of the jobs you've had from an Asperger's perspective, what would you say was the worst? Um, the retail jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like as weird as that sounds, I'm still doing it now, but, 
uh, retail is not. I mean, I think initially, like, I felt good that I was working in retail because they tell you that people with Asperger's shouldn't work in retail because it's front of house, it's customer facing, you know, there's yeah. just all these things. Um, and they, they, they warn you. And, you know, this is part of me that wanted to do it just to show that people with Asperger's could do it. But if I'm honest, uh, this job, it's too, it's too much. Like, Yeah, it is a lot. Just the, the things that it... And for a lot of people, it's easy. Like, there's loads of people that do the same job as us that have just gone, this is, like, the easiest job I've ever had. And it's, like, the most relaxed and, like, most fun. And, like, this is... And for me, like, sometimes, like... I mean, I have to take, like, two weeks to a week off at a time holiday just to get away from it, just to get it, like, flushed out of me. Yeah, I mean, I have, like, a... <laughs> Or like an evening routine that I have to do when I get back from work just to get myself calmed down. Yeah. Just because I find it, I find it super stressful. Yeah. Um, so like I can understand why some people with Asperger's don't have jobs. Um, a lot of like people that I've seen that have Asperger's and work have a whole thing of that they can't work more than a certain amount of hours a week because it's overwhelming to them. So a lot of them are part time. I think yeah. it's worth pointing out that both you and I are on 35 hour contracts a week. So yeah, we are full time, um, which I think like being full time is stressful for anyone, even if you're not on the spectrum, just because you're spending a significant amount of time in that place doing that job so yeah. seeing that a lot of people yeah a lot of people that are on the spectrum are part-time and that's i can imagine why that would be helpful i'm sure that would make it a lot more manageable i don't think i'd find the job as stressful if i was only like if I yeah. was a part-time if you're there for half the time that you're there now yeah i imagine i can see why that would definitely be a benefit i think if you can afford to I would definitely recommend that just for keeping your stress levels down. I mean, I would recommend not working at all, but I think like there is uh, some benefits to going to work. Like yeah, I can't. Spectrum. I can't decide it. Like it's one of those things where, um, I mean, you see me. I get annoyed when people with Aspergers come into our place of work, tell me they've got Aspergers. And then tell me that's why they can't work and yeah. that's why they can't get a job. And like, I'm not one for outing myself to other, to like strangers. Yeah. But sometimes I just sort of go, I've got Asperger's, you know, like I want to like sort of say it to them. Like, but I've had, yeah. I've had people just blatantly come in and just tell me that they, they don't have a job because they've got Asperger's, but not like, I wish I could have a job, just more like. I don't have to work because yeah. of this. Um, and I, I do look at them and just think, like, I can't decide whether this is just because it is too difficult for you or you've just seen, like, an easy way around it. Yeah, I think um, I think there are benefits to having a job and having Asperger's. Like, I think if I didn't have a job, I would be very solitary. Like, I feel like I'd almost lose my ability to talk because other than seeing you, I wouldn't see anyone else or talk to anyone else. Mm. So I think it definitely... I don't know how much I need that social interaction, but it, it gives me social interaction, which is probably important in terms of me then being able to be in social situations in general. Yeah, um, yeah. 
in a sense, it gives me a routine. Like, I find it quite stressful that our jobs are shifts, so we don't know what hours we're going to do. So I can't get, like, a standard morning routine or a standard evening routine. But I think um, just the idea of going to work in general, that does give me a sense of routine. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you spent years in school, so, like, going to school every day and doing the same thing, it could just be an extension of that, you know? Yeah, I, like... I've had a week off and I'm having a bit of time off this week as well as holiday. Yeah. And I do find myself a little bit at loose ends. Like I enjoy it a lot and I just tend to sit and read for a lot of the day or like exercise. But there is a part of me that feels a little bit kind of out of place because, yeah, yeah, I'm so I'm so used to the routine of work that not having it is odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. In my case, I think I I have a job, obviously, for the, the main reason everybody has a job, which is money. Yeah. But, like, I have this weird um, sort of way of just showing people, like, you can work if you've got it. Yeah. So I feel like I keep a job for that reason. And I could happily just not have a job and happily just not work and, you know, never go to work again. Like, yeah. no problem for me. I feel like I would have the, like you said, the sense of, um, I don't know, not having a place like loose end kind of thing. Yeah. But I think I, I work because, like, it's, like I said, like, it's kind of just showing people that it, I can work. But there are times at work where, do you know I mean, even I've tried, I've almost used, like, my Asperger's as, like, an excuse to like just random people you know yeah. like just where like and that's when it makes me think should i be working yeah. like i, I that you know like not so long ago i got into like a quite a heated long like argument yeah. with two people at work two customers um and it's the closest i've ever been to going they asked basically they said something along the lines of why don't you why can't you conduct yourself properly or why can't you behave properly or why are you not talking to me in a way that you should be talking to me yeah and I almost went, it's because I've got Asperger's. And it was like the one only time where I almost, I could feel it almost leaving my mouth and like yeah. saying it. And I've never, I've never had to do that before. I've never had to say to someone, it's because I've got Asperger's. That's why I'm, I'm this is, this is why this is going like, but I was so close to saying it. I told my social worker about it and she said that I should have said it. Yeah. Um. I mean. But the- when like stuff like that happens or when like that came up. That's when I have like a weird, I had a weird like, should I actually be working? Because yeah. like I, it was just such an odd, do you know what I mean? An odd situation because yeah. I, I just thought, should I, should I have a job? Like, because I did, I did just almost tell someone like, oh, just should I be working somewhere different? Does this need to prove like that I'm unique with yeah. my Asperger's? Like, is it really that necessary or should I just accept the fact that maybe I shouldn't be working or if I should be, it should be somewhere else or it should be for less hours, you know? Yeah, I had a really similar thing where there was a night where I was the member of management on, so there was no other members of management on but myself. And there were three sales assistants on with me and just all of a sudden out of nowhere the store just filled up with people like I've never seen before it was just a mad rush that was mental and all four of us were on tills serving and we all got stuck um doing buying so our store we sell stuff but we also buy stuff um 
But we all got stuck with quite big buy-ins, which meant the queue just wasn't moving. But all four of us were busy. There was no one else to serve. And the store was, it was loud. It was hot. The lights are really bright. All of these things together were stressing me out. Knowing that these customers were getting annoyed was stressing me out. And then I still have this thing of not being able to address people without them speaking to me. So then a man went, is anyone going to serve? And I carried on doing what I was doing. And then he went, who's in charge here? So I looked up and I said, that's me. And he said that I should be addressing the queue of people and telling them what's going on. And I just couldn't talk because I was already really stressed out. And then to have this person tell me that I should address a group of people, which I'm physically incapable of doing, was just, it just got so much. And then a child wet himself on the floor and the mother was trying to tell me that I needed to clean it up, which I just told her no. And I genuinely had a moment of almost just going to the toilet and having a a proper meltdown. But I knew that my position was to manage the store at that point. So I just needed to do it. But that was probably for me, like a a real moment where I thought, I don't know if I can do this. Like I had this man telling me that I wasn't doing my job properly because I wasn't addressing him. And it, it was just so stressful. I still like, it's still in my head of how stressful it was. And that was a big moment for me of thinking, can I do this? Yeah, I mean, but then this is the thing. Then you have to, you go back to the, if you do want a job and it sounds like you do want to work. Yeah. Knowing what job is, is the job for you. Um, And like I said, unless you have like a really special skill that you can use to make money. Yeah. um, I still haven't come across anything or any sort of like, study survey i mean try and do one of these questionnaires on google you basically fill out loads of questionnaires and it tells you jobs that you're best suited to okay um every time i've done it the result has been different every time um so (laughs) it's never been any of use to me but like try and pinpoint an actual job that you think is good for asperger's that's just basic work that just is universally not obviously everybody's different but like good for it i couldn't i couldn't find yeah, it yeah i can't think couldn't find well. it i couldn't I've, I've looked i've looked for ages for one and it's not it's not like and when you talk to people when i did these courses they just said something back of house yeah do you know what I mean something where you have like and they, you say what job is that like give me that job yeah. title and they just went i don't know um and they're like they they don't name anything they just kind of vaguely go into stuff so it's it's difficult because I don't know if there I mean there's not a perfect job for everybody anyway in general but like I don't feel like there's I don't know there's not really like there's not been enough like research into this yeah into what is a good job and like you see it on like Facebook forums and that kind of thing where someone says has anyone here you know someone will post the question is anybody here employed yeah what do you do and like I've gone into those and the range of jobs on there is just crazy yeah like, I didn't see like a pattern or anything so yeah it's it's always been a problem like I do a job that I do because I have to do but I I'm not sure like to what level do you know what I mean like I think if they didn't have my diagnosis and if I wasn't you know if they didn't know about me like I don't know if I, they'd have kept me or not like it's it's you know it's it's one of those things you have to think about I suppose yeah I definitely think having a job is a good thing if you can manage it then I would recommend it but yeah I think seeing what other people are doing I would probably opt for a part-time if I could afford to do so for sure I think that would be the best way for managing 
having a job and having Asperger's. Um, and in terms of what job you're doing, I mean, the one that involves a job that involves the least amount of, you know, customer service or socializing is probably the better choice. But then again, like I'm recommending that, but me and you are both full time in a full on customer service role. So maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that has been that's been like that's another hour. I know. So the hour done. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this was quite a quite a grim conversation. It was so grim. I mean, it was talking about work, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like this was, like this was quite a, a down. You know, like when we did the relationships one, and when we finished it, I was like, "That seems a bit." Does that seem a bit like of a downer, like episode, like talking about like bleak things, like about how we see relationships with people? I feel like this was one of them. I mean, this this was one of them. There like was... that that got quite. I got quite like I don't know. It did get deep. <laughs> yeah, and like just, just I don't know, kind of. I there cannot... wasn't really a way to sugarcoat it. I, yeah, I like suppose. I really like to say no, like we found the perfect jobs, but we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if anybody that's listening to this knows of the perfect job, yeah, nice. For people. <laughs> For people on the spectrum, that would be great. If anyone wants if you want to, to tell hire me, yeah. two really depressing antisocial people. We're not depressing. It's just this conversation was a little bit depressing. Yeah, I'm sorry for the depressingness. Yeah, like uh, whatever you pick next time, can you make it a much lighter topic? I've, I already know what we're doing All next right. time. I swear it's a lot happier and I'll have done like research <laughs> for it so it will be way more prepared. Uh, like I like how unstructured these are, but like next time they'll be kind of like, I don't know, it will be good. It will flow nicely. It will be good. That's a lot of pressure. Oh, God. Oh, anyway, that's it for now. Thanks. (laughs) Bye.